Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Muslim Moms Podcast with Nabiha and Warda. We are two sisters with 10 kids between us, sharing our experiences about motherhood, relationships, and striving to build happy Muslim families. Let's get cracking. Today's question is, are you an older mom? Warda, are you an older mom? Am I calling you old? Are you an older mom? You know, by, by cultural standards, I would say no. I don't think I am. I mean, what about you? Yeah, I'm an older mom. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, so let's break this down because I feel like you have to count it by when you had your first child. But I understand because you have your last child and by by the way the mathematics works you're now older than you were when you had your oldest so you're kind of an anomaly girlfriend you're you're not you're not really able to answer this <laughs> no but i feel old <laughs> i actually had my i was both let's say because yeah. i had my first child at the age of 24 mm. so that's considered kind of a young mom yep. and then my last child seven kids later was at 37 so okay. There was a huge gap in between that. So the differences between being 24 years old and being 37 years old and having babies is night and day. It is two different experiences completely. Yeah. Massive. I, I can imagine massive difference, right? I mean, I'm not there yet in terms of like, I'm still in my mid thirties, haven't approached towards the end there, but I cannot imagine because, okay. So I had my first when I was 28. Um, and I continued every couple years until my last, which, you know, currently I'm 35 years old and I had my last kid a couple years ago. So that late 20s, early 30s was my window that we chose to have our kids. And for me, I felt like it was a very good age for per personally because I do, um, I had some things I was doing before I had kids. I was just kind of getting used to being married and getting used to the new city I was living in and, um, working on some of my education. And I just, I loved, I love that place, that opportunity to have that time. Um, and then at that point, you know, I, I did not want to go any later than that because I really wanted to be young and healthy and have an opportunity. Cause as we know, as you age, pregnancy becomes uh, a little bit more complicated and complications start to exist as you get older in age. And Honestly, the only thing I would change probably is that I might have started one to two years earlier just because, I mean, I feel like your my body's changed so much. My metabolism and just my ability to quote unquote bounce back was so much easier in your 20s than your 30s. I, that's what I have found to be the case. Like once I hit 35, which was just a couple months ago, things have slowed down. Like it just feels like, whoa, you really got to step back and take a little better care of yourself. So that's been my experience. Well, in general, your metabolism slows as we get older. So it does become harder. And there are those moms who they just have that energy. And oh, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I, I, I aspire to be, but it's so much more difficult as you get older because when I was 24 years old, I could go, 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 go. Like I could do so many things. The energy levels are just different. But now as I got older, I realized being an older mom, I've kind of chilled out a lot more than I was because when you're just starting out, you're kind of like on edge about things. You want to read all the books and find out all the information. But 
once you've got a little bit of experience under your belt, you've done this a few times, you don't have to worry as much because you know what to expect. I've done the breastfeeding. I've done the potty training. I've done the teething and all the late nights and the diapers, all of it. So once you've gone through that, I think it does become much easier the second time around, the third time and so forth. Yeah. So if we were to kind of map it out and look at it in the sense of pros and cons, because of course, we don't really have a full control of when we have our children, right? But there is family planning that a person can do when they can kind of decide what makes sense. And I think pros of being a younger mom and whatever that is to you, it could be early 20s, mid 20s. Some people say young mom is even in their early 30s. I don't know. So whatever you define as young mom, let's say sometime in your 20s. I think one of the biggest pros is that your body is physically just ripe for childbearing. You're very, very, um, that's the, the prime age of fertility. That's the prime age of health. And so it's just makes it a lot easier in terms of the process, the physical aspect of having a baby and taking care of that baby. But if we were to put that on the other end, when it comes to being an older mom, it is more challenging when it comes to the physical aspect. But I feel like you're mentally stronger because you've lived a little, right? You've had some experiences, especially if that's not your first child. You've had a couple children, you've read books, you've met people, you've you've seen and done things. And so, like you said, uh, the mental aspect of just being confident in who you are as a person, as a woman, and your parenting skill set makes that experience mentally a lot more easier. That's just what I'm noticing. But I do feel like maybe we're not raising our girls in a way that they are feeling equipped to be moms in their 20s, right? Like, I know so many girls in their 20s who cannot even cook themselves a meal, fry an egg, you know, have no idea how to do laundry. Like, you know, I'm just talking about like the basic taking care of yourself and and the let's let's be honest, you know, the responsibilities that come with taking care of a home, taking care of a child. It's so overwhelming if you yourself have not been raised in a way that you're having these skills as you grow. And I see this movement happening now where people who have been raised with a lot of lacking of skills are now saying, hey, I want to raise my child to have these skills because it's so hard when you're an adult and you cannot take care of yourself. You don't have these skills. You can't mend a skirt. Or, you know, just some basic life skills. It just makes everything harder, right? So is that me saying that kids today are just like immature? I don't know. (laughs) Is that what it's all boiling down to? Because it kind of feels like people are not ready to be parents at 25. Like, they just, it's not the same. Well, there's been a generational shift in which our parents' generation and grandparents, they kind of had to grow up a little bit earlier. I think, than the kids nowadays. A lot of times you'll find kids well into their 20s, they're not married, even early 30s, and still living in their parents' house. They're not married, they have no plans to get married or start their own family. They don't have an apartment on their own. They're just in their parents' house and living there. And that has become the norm a lot more often than we even realize it. And I think that has to do a lot with the societal shifts in which children, the expectations of them as they become older has be, has differed from previous generations. So what I mean by that is 
I know for me, I got married at the age of 21. Now, looking back at it, I'm uh, going to be 39 soon. And looking back at it, 21 seems really young to me to get married. But that's when I got married. And at that time, that was something that it seemed normal. Many people my age were getting married at that time. And it wasn't any different. I was raised in that way that, okay, I'm going to get married at a certain time. And it's going to be in my early 20s, not later than 25. Because that was, I mean, these were crazy ideas. But now that seems like a foreign concept for people to say, get married at 21. They see it as, okay, I'm going to get married in 31 or 34. So all of these things do affect your biology. It does affect when you do have children, depending on when you get married. So there has been a shift, I think, in terms of how we are telling our children or the messages we are sending them that you don't necessarily have to grow up. And now with the advancement of technology, hey, I can freeze my eggs. I can have embryos developed and I don't need to necessarily have children at this cutoff. The timeline has been pushed a little bit more. So there are differences in the time we are in now versus two generations ago. I, I think that the kind of technology that exists today, whether it's IVF, whether it's you know the ability to restore and freeze your eggs, all of those things have their place, right? They are very amazing medical advancements for the right person. But we're talking here as like the general population, right? And I think the reason why people like us were raised with this idea of early marriage and therefore naturally starting a family will be a, a earlier course of action is because we didn't view having relationships outside of marriage as an option, right? So if you wanted to be in a romantic relationship, it means you're going to get married. So for the people like myself as well, who wanted to have that romantic relationship, the only way was through marriage, right? That's not the case for many people today. I mean, even for many Muslim families, they're okay with, um, you know, kids having significant others and getting to know people of the other gender and, and a lot more than that, we'll say. But that accessibility of the opposite gender is on the table for many people. Whereas if that's off the table, naturally, what's going to happen? <laughs> You're going to want to get married so you can have access to the benefits of a marital relationship. And so I think that's a huge factor, just the increase of fitna in society and intercourse and people having relationships with the other gender outside of marriage does impact the way we view marriage because that's one of the things as a Muslim, we reserve ourselves until marriage. And so that's part of this conversation, I think, because that affects you. And I know some people have gone to the other extreme, we'll call it extreme, where they become a teen mom, right? And a teen mom, uh, someone who basically, I mean, if we define it in a very simplistic way, is someone who has kids while being a teenager, And, you know, the connotation now here for the U.S., it's usually someone who has it by accident. That's typically the scenario. It's not very common that someone would have it through marriage, although around the world, that might be the case. A lot of girls get engaged in their late teens and stuff in um, Muslim countries and um, more conservative families for the reasons that we just previously mentioned, that that's a way to have access to further family romantic relationships. Um, so these teen moms though, I know a few of them, you know, very young moms and their scenarios are different. So I know some that have done it through marriage and they just, they just were ready. Like they met their, their sweetheart early on in life, 
that was one scenario. And so they were with their significant other for a few years and they were just ready to start their family, get married at 18, have their kids at 19 and, you know, move on. I know another one that um, they got married at 16 and they had their first child, I think at 17 or 18. And they were very unique. And I think you know who I'm talking about. Mashallah, it's a beautiful family. Um, both of them, very, very intelligent people and continued on with their careers and their education and, and moving forward, even financial success and um, just a very unique situation because they wanted to be together at a young age. But I do know the other end of that, uh, a friend of ours that uh, the girl ended up becoming pregnant as a result of just being in a relationship with her boyfriend and, you know, a Muslim family. And that was something that was not expected. And now here she was, you know, a uh, 17-year-old with a baby. And that situation, because it was so unexpected, it was the typical teen mom, the grandma had to be involved to help with raising the baby. And, um, you know, all the family kind of pitched in and helped. But what was interesting is that this this young woman who, this young girl, this teenager who had this baby, nothing changes your life like a baby, right? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no like, matter what age you are, it doesn't yeah. matter. And what's crazy is that she decided to have a second one just two years after. Wow. You know, you think you know what you want in life, but Allah knows what's best for you, you know? And sometimes pregnancy and having a child can be a test and a challenge. I've I've heard moms say they literally start crying in, in sadness when they found out that they're pregnant again because they're just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this again because maybe their first experience was so overwhelming. And I've heard other moms who cry and just like, I did not expect this, but this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, you know, whatever reality, like we always have this underlying idea. Allah always gives you what's good for you. And, and we always accept that Allah has our best interest. Do you have anything to share with that yeah. whole conversation? Well, your experiences of the teen mom and those examples that you gave were really unique. But I actually saw an experience in which um, it's not someone that I'm close with, but I have seen them in which it was a teen mom and teen dad. And I didn't know the mother part of it, but the mom had kind of gone on with her life. And so here was the the guy who was a Muslim. The girl was not Muslim. And he took on the responsibility of raising this child, mm-hmm. him and his mom. And their family took on the responsibility of raising this little boy that they had together. And he was a teenager. And he took it wholeheartedly and his, with the help of his family, obviously they were helping him. And I just saw them at a birthday party and I was just so like proud of how he was operating. And I mean, he was a little inexperienced because he himself was a teenager, but he was going after his son and trying to get him to be involved in the activities and just how he took it on so wholeheartedly and embraced the situation that he was in. And it was strange because the mother was not in the picture, but they just look like such a great family. And that just is a testament to his family dynamics and his parents being able to help him. But it can be the other side of it in which the dad does take on the role. And I've witnessed that firsthand. Yeah, I I, I do think that's so fun. And when you look at some of these scenarios where these teen um, parents grow up and now they have like 20 year olds and they're 40, you know, and they're actually like, uh, enjoying their children because now it's like that kid grew up with them. As, as one mom mentioned, she said, I feel like me and my son grew up together. And, and now we have this like really beautiful, unique mother son relationship because of what we've been through together. And so, although 
I can imagine it has huge downsides. I mean, no, I, I can't imagine a teenager being financially ready <laughs> to start a life nowadays. But despite all that, you know, uh, it is something that can have a lot of beauty in it if you take it with the right perspective. But it is probably not the ideal. Um, and, and the other end of that spectrum, the older mom, I feel like, like you mentioned, it would be really challenging too. Although you might have more stability, you're not feeling, uh, the strain maybe of finances or moving from property home to home. It's just stable, right? But there's other things. <laughs> there's other things that being an older mom. So do you want to speak to some of the other things? I mean, your children, let's see. When your youngest is in kindergarten, you'll be a little bit over 40, right? Into yeah. your 40s. Yeah. So I've already calculated all this out. I know exactly <laughs> when, like I'm planning, girl, <laughs> when I will have all my children in school. So when my youngest will be in kindergarten, my son will be in college already, like going through oh, his wow, college and um starting it. So it's going to be an, a big shift because I'll have kids in all areas throughout the whole schooling process. But I know of a sister who actually, she had all her children. She was good. And our mom too, as well. She had her children, her first three. And then seven years later, she found out that she was pregnant with her younger brother, Jawad. And she was excited for that. That was something that she wanted. And she was w hoping to have another baby just to have two boys, two girls. But this other sister that I'm mentioning, she didn't expect to have any more children. She thought she was done and it was over and her kids were moving on to the next stage of life and her and her husband were going to sail off into the sunset and it was going to be great. <laughs> and then bam, she got pregnant. And subhanAllah, the way that this sister reacted when she got pregnant, she was so overwhelmed with emotion. And I don't know if it was good or bad, but she said that child, that little girl that she had was one of the best things that ever happened to her. Wow. They would have never expected it. Here they were going on and planning on what they're going to do once their kids are grown. And now they have this little cute daughter that's there. And she has to go through all the stages of life that a child will take you. And she loved it. She loved every moment of it. And oftentimes we think of children as kind of draining, but children keep you young too. Mm -hmm. Keep you invested in what's going on and interested in the world around you. You have to keep knowing what's up to date. So... <sighs> That was something she really was excited for, even though it was something she didn't plan for. So like you said, Allah gives you what he knows you need, sometimes even if you don't realize it at that time. So children are a blessing no matter when they come into your family. Okay, so I, I like those scenarios and I feel like those thing, those scenarios are challenging on their own. But imagine now like having a baby for the first time oh. at, four, let's say, yeah. 42 or something. For the first time, I feel like that would be more challenging than we realize because one of the the biggest things is that you're now pivoting from this lifestyle that you fostered for so long, your entire life, to this path of being a mom where taking care of a baby um, is a is a huge shift <laughs> in in lifestyle. And and I know a lot of these celebrities, um, specifically male celebrities, that wait to have their babies later in life. Um, your George Clooney's and stuff, they they have a lot of interviews and, and there's a number of them who had their children, in, let's say, in their 60s or late 50s. And almost every one of them say they wish they started earlier. They wish they had their kids younger because they see now the strain it's causing when they their children want to play with them or they want to go do things with them. And they're kind of like, you know, winding down <laughs> and like not really in that same mindset. Um, 
because they've lived a life. It's It's been a lot throughout their life, all the experiences. And now this baby is now fresh and they, they want to be part of that. And so it's a very complex scenario, I can imagine. Well, also, you were saying about celebrities. I know a celebrity recently announced that she was pregnant at the age of 49. And I was shocked by that for the first time. Oh, wow. This is her first and she's pregnant with twins. So I can only imagine how many doctors and how many medical interventions she has to have to be able to have a really great pregnancy. I want to ask you, like, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a young mom? I would say find someone who's an older mom and talk to them. Ask them all your questions because, believe it or not, they have a wealth of experience. They've gone through it. They've seen the ups and downs. They know what to expect. So doesn't mean they necessarily know everything for, about your specific situation, but they can offer you gems that you may not know. I think it's pretty obvious when people are surprised when someone is of older age and they become a mom for the first time. It's very like, wow, that's very interesting and different. We didn't expect that. But nowadays, when someone expresses interest in wanting to be a mom at a young age, like, I want to be a mom, I want to be a wife, I think that's such a beautiful way to spend your life and, and to, to really nurture children. I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of criticism placed on that girl, because it's not something that is the traditional path anymore, right? The traditional encouraged, supported path is to continue your education or to continue your career. And so I do think that a girl who says that might be viewed as naive or as um, small-minded. And again, we have to support the idea of motherhood here that the role of the mom should not be minimized. It is so influential like what other good work could you do than raising healthy uh well-balanced contributing kids to the world like this is a gift to society and so i i just want to put that out there being an older mom and a younger mom i see it now that there are pros and cons to both you know as we kind of wrap up this conversation it also makes me look forward into the future and one can't help but calculate like how old your children will be as you age and as you grow and one of the things that you realize is that, especially for an older mom, that you're going to also be a lot more senior as your children become adults. And in Islam, you know that the role in Islam, the role of the elders has a very, very high status, a very high position. And as we age, as we're dealing with aging parents and many people in our peer group are also seeing their parents age, you realize that there's a lot of responsibility there too of helping your parents as they get older and assisting them, facilitating help for them. And so there's a lot that comes at that point as well. And so that's just something I think about um, when you're considering, you know, if you want to be an older mom, that you will have raised your children with this understanding of care. That may be something you have to address later on. While you're raising your children, because yeah, I'm in that stage right now. It, it's, it's an important thing to keep in mind because your children are naturally going to want to be there and take care of you. And as you age, that is something that could happen a lot sooner than you expect. And, you know, we've seen that happen with our own parents where, you know, health issues have come at us at a lot faster pace than we would have ever believed. Right. And so now we're talking about, you know, accelerating the age. It's just something to think about. Um, the future feels so far away, but it's truly not. You know, the Prophet has taught us so much about kindness to parents specifically and especially when they attain older age. 
And so this is something that we think a lot about um, the role of the elders and, and just people who are older than you in general. And um, in, in including this into our teaching for our children at whatever age and stage they might be. Excellent conversation today. But I think we're going to wrap up and get to what's next. What do you have for us, Warda? So I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of homework here. Okay, this is your homework assignment. Create a timeline of your life for your own personal keepsake. Include dates of all the major events in your life, like graduations or big trips that you took. And of course, your pregnancies and your births. Look at this timeline and reflect on the path of your life and use it to really appreciate all the accomplishments and the blessings that you've been through, but also to think about the future. And you can use it to kind of look back and create your own beautiful life. Wow, that sounds so amazing as a keepsake to have because you don't reflect on your life in that way. And you forget a lot of the dates. <laughs> you know, if you sit back and oh, write it so down, true. <laughs> you do forget. So if you create that dated timeline, you can actually look and see like, where was I in 2017? Okay. <laughs> so just an idea for you. Well, for my what's next, I would encourage everyone to seek out a mom who is not around the same age as you. So if you're a young mom, find an older mom and vice versa. Find out how their motherhood experience has been and how their age has affected this journey. Engage in a conversation and just see what both of you can learn from each other. This can help you appreciate not only their life, but also your mom's journey as well. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, be good to yourself. To support this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. For feedback, topic ideas, or just to continue the conversation, email us at muslimmomspodcast at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum.